Central Florida. I'm your host, Steve Elkins, and this is Off the Beaten Path. Today's date is February 25th, 2024. It's been a full week of news and sound bites and news that is being passed off as real news, much of which I would call the fake news. The time to be vocal is now. Silence is implied consent. Please visit the RBN website for great resource articles for provocative insight, and please share what you have learned. RepublicBroadcasting.org. RepublicBroadcasting.org. My email address has changed a little bit. It's OTBPSteve at gmail.com. That's OTBPSteve at gmail.com. Our call in number is 512-248-8252. Looking forward to a, a good show tonight. It uh, was a good week for me. A good week. Uh, and then it all kind of came tumbling down. Uh, the weekend was a little bit better. I was out on the campaign trail. Uh, I was talking to a lot of people this week, handing out lots of RBN cards, kind of get them to understand who we are, what we represent, what we talk about, and that we are not censored, that we tackle the issues the others will not. So I handed out lots of cards. It was great. I got a lot of political discussion in. I did not talk about the weather. I, I, I hate it when people come up to you, hey, what about the weather? The hell with the weather, okay? I can't control the weather. The government controls the weather. HARP controls the weather. You want to talk about the weather? Let's talk about the political weather. The political weather, what's wrong in this country here, and they're all very willing to do so. I've never found so many pissed-off, angry people in all my life. This week, especially, after the Donald Trump verdict here, the reward, award, reward, I don't know, what's $355 million? Is it $455 million? I'm confused because I keep finding two, two different numbers here. But the point being, there was no victim. The banks made their money. There was no financing fraud. I'll talk about that in a little bit also. But, uh, again, uh, I was very angry. Uh, I've cooled down a little bit, got the cards out there. I got some new viewers, I think, and listeners coming into the network here, which is great. Uh, the downside was things were all going great, you know, when it rains, it pours, and then it goes in the opposite direction. All going good, and then suddenly, boom, down. Got some bad news the other day. My mother-in-law, 88 years old, living out in Arizona, was rear-ended in a car accident. She is in the hospital. She was in the hospital, in the ICU for a couple days, got a little bit better, Got out of the ICU, started to take a turn for the worse, back in the ICU. Uh, rib fractures, 88 years old. You know where I'm going with this one here. This is a very situa a dangerous situation here. Very cautious situation here. Touch and go. You never know how these situations work. My prayers are out there. I hope your prayers can help us to uh, to defeat this uh, situation so that we can win and get her back home. And She still has some good life in her and... Uh, I've always believed your time is, is not ready. You're not ready to go yet when you have unfinished business. This woman is great. She is a great mother-in-law. She's a great person, and uh, I love her dearly. So, again, we can pray for her. I appreciate that on your end, and let's, let's get her over this hump here. Let's get her back to a baseline normal for her, and I think she's not done yet. This woman does so many amazing, great things. She's very active. In church, she's very active in helping other people, trying to make a difference in the world. And I believe your calling is, is it comes to an end when you're calling, when you're called up, is when your your duties, your mission statement down here on earth is pretty much done, complete. I don't think this woman's done yet. I think she's got a lot of life left in there. I think she's got a lot of good to do yet. And uh, I think that's maybe that's why I was also spared also from being taken with my cancer diagnosis. I'm I'm angry. I'm fired up. 
I'm ready to kick some booty here. I am serious, you. I am. I now, Jr. Last week, uh, Jr. I hope you're listening tonight. I want to breathe some fire into you. I want to get you get you fired up a little bit here. I know it looks pretty grim sometimes, and we see all these these evil people in positions of power and what they're doing. But you know what? It's coming to an end. It really is. Everything is folding on top of each other here. Their little schemes and scams are not going to last because everybody's waking up and there will probably be a revolution. A revolution of good people, the patriots taking back their government. So please, JR, hang in there, man. Hang in there. This is the time not to fold up and, and say, I quit. There's too much against us. This is the time when you reach down and pull up your bootstraps and you dig your heels in and you say, you know what? I'm in for the fight. Now, last week, there's somebody called in. I can't remember right, right offhand here. I have to look at my notes. Of who called in, and we talked about, I use that term here. You know, I'm in the fight. I'm the one. I'm the man for the job. I'm your Huckleberry, which is a quote from the movie Tombstone. Tombstone. Uh, I had to do some homework because somebody called in and said, well, you know, that's really not the term. It actually is, I'm your Huckleberry. And a Huckle is a latch on a coffin. And I'm a huckle-bearer means I will be the last one holding the latches to your coffin, which means I'm going to take you down. I had to look that up a little bit. So I found the script, looked it up, and it turns out the script, unless they changed the script after Val Kilmer said it, maybe he screwed up the line, maybe he didn't see it as, I'm your, huck, your huckle-bearer, maybe he saw it as huckleberry, screwed up, they said, we're not going to reshoot the scene. You're huckleberry, okay, that's fine. We're going to go with the huckleberry thing. And so they went back and changed the script. But I found the actual script, and it does say Huckleberry. Now, the reason I wanted to mention this is because I did a little research on top. It's because it interested me. I, I like to use the term, and I want to use the term correctly. If it's Huckleberry, then I'm your Huckleberry. If it's, I'm your Huckleberry, then I'm your Huckleberry. But the point is I want to find out what the truth is. And there are a lot of people talking about the Huckleberry. But the problem with the Huckle, the latch on the coffin, is that those latches, the huckles on the coffins, did not exist in the early and mid-1800s, and maybe later 1800s, possibly then, but they did not carry a latch. They simply put them on wagons, took them to the uh, cemetery, and they lowered them with ropes. So there was no huckle to hold on to. So I'm wondering if it was actually correct, and it's a term of chivalry, basically saying when the stuff goes down, I don't run away. I'm the man to go to. I'm your huckleberry, the guy who's going who's to take care of the problem. So I don't know yet uh, what to believe. Uh, both sound very credible. Uh, but again, when you don't have actual huckles on a coffin until much, much later, I'm starting to think maybe I think it's a British term uh, of chivalry, I'm your huckleberry, and simply it was taken and put in the movie. Maybe Val Kimmer didn't speak, uh, speak the line incorrectly maybe he was right i don't know but that's where we are with the the story about i'm your huckleberry so uh that's into that uh you know what, what do we have today february 25th 2024 we have we have four more days four more days of white shaming you with black history month i cannot wait to see what comes next year <laughs> i'm never shocked what comes next year? By the way, I, just, just a quick reminder. There is no such thing as black national anthem. There's no such thing. There is just one national anthem that covers all, all Americans. Okay? All Americans. There's no black national anthem. There's no white national anthem. It's just one national anthem that covers all. So this exceptional class that has been chosen is part of a strategy called divide and conquer. Yes, divide and conquer. Divide the people up. Break up the unity. Because you can easily control people who are not united in a cause. The exceptional class. Again, this is a divide and conquer strategy is what's going on today. Don't buy into it. Don't buy into it. And just because you don't believe in it that we should have a Black History Month doesn't make you a racist, okay? It doesn't. It doesn't make you a racist. I simply like to look at people as people, not by color. How about that? Can we do that? Can we look at somebody and not see color? Can we do that? 
That's the way I look at people. I don't care what color you are. Do you know what I do care about, though? Is your behavior. I'll tell you right now on air that Steve Elkins discriminates. Yes, I am a big discriminator. Man, call, put the bit... Put the, the stamp on my forehead. Discrimination. Yes, Steve, he discriminates. What do I discriminate against? Bad behavior. Disrespect. That's what I have a problem with. You don't respect me. You don't respect people for their opinions. You look down on them. You try to label them with something to shut them up. I have a problem with that. I have a problem with those kind of people. I don't see people in color. But your government does. Hey, just look at the damn tax forms. What race are you? What gender are you? What is it your damn business? What color I am? <coughs> damn, I'm getting worked up. Getting worked up. What business is it theirs? I thought they cared about us. <clears throat> no, they don't. You know what you are as a taxpayer? That's it. You're a taxpayer. You're a taxable entity is all you are. When they've had enough of you, they'll figure out a way to get rid of you. And we already know what's happening right now with the COVID shots and vaccines and boosters. <clears throat> we know. You know, if it wasn't for stupidity and, uh, and, and, and releasing the agenda, the TED speech by Bill Gates of lowering the population we could do so if we use vaccines effectively. Am I the only one who scratched his head and said, wait a minute here. If you use vaccines and it actually improves health and keeps people disease-free, wouldn't you have a longer life? Isn't that how we should be looking at it? But he's talking about it in the sense that we use vaccines correctly, effectively, and women's reproductive rights and reproductive care, that we can decrease the population. When it comes down to the woman's reproductive rights, better health care, <clears throat> he's not talking about better health care. No, he's, he's not talking about health care at all. He's talking about sterilization, for God's sake. He's talking about sterilization, making sure the population cannot grow. At least this population, the population they don't like. They look at us like bottom feeders. What are your bottom feeders in, in the ocean and in the lakes? What's your bottom feeders? Carp. Catfish, even shrimp, shrimp are bottom feeders. Uh, lobsters are bottom feeders. That's why the Jewish people will not eat the, supposedly if they're really Jewish people, they will not eat lobster and they won't eat shrimp. They won't eat catfish. They won't eat anything that eats on the bottom. And that's how we're looked at is bottom feeders. Useless bottom feeders that we don't need you anymore. We don't need you anymore. So again, you know, we have four more days to put up with this Black Lives Matter, Black History Month. Four more days of this nonsense that divides America, does not unite America, but divides America. We got a first caller here. Let's take take our caller here, John in Kansas. You're on the show. Hey, brother, how you doing? I don't know. I'm pretty fired up right now. I, I you know, I haven't had any coffee. I just been worked up all week, John, and I tell you. Like I said, I've been talking to a lot of people this week, and people don't want to talk about the weather. They don't want to talk about the political weather, and they're very unhappy. This judgment against Donald Trump, this uh, weaponized legal system that we have, what we call lawfare, we are pissed. New York truckers, uh, truckers going up to New York City here to make their way to set their, their foot down to saying they're not going to put up with this, trying to bring on shortages to New York. Uh, Kevin O'Leary sticking his nose in there, which in a good way, and I'm not a big fan of his, but coming out and saying, hey, this is the way uh, real estate is conducted in everywhere. You know, you, you inflate the property value, you go to the bank, the bank goes back and forth on financing what they think the value is worth, and they give you a set terms, you agree, you disagree. It's a bargaining table. There are no, there is no victim here. There are no it's victims. A, the bank has made a, their it's money. It's a bunch of bullshit. It's a, it's uh, a um, bunch bull of crap. BS. I mean, it's a it bunch really of BS. Is. But uh, I just wanted to uh, invite you to dinner. I'm having a big giant bowl of humble pie for dessert and some crow for dinner. <laughs> and you can have a really good grass-fed steak if you want it. It's ribeye. I ate crow two weeks ago. Two weeks hey, ago on the we, light. We, I'm hey, on the we light all got to do it every now and again, brother. 
We all got to do I, it every now and again. I'm talking about the Huckleberry <laughs> Huckleberry. Yeah, what do you think? Uh, my, well, my, I'm the one argument, that tried to correct up, you, you last week, and I yep. just got to eat some crow, dude. I got to eat some crow, man. Okay. Uh, and, you know, and, and, it, may, and, it may be you're right. It may be you're right, and that Val Kilmer spoke it wrong, and they went back and took the script and redid the script as saying, you know, we didn't look like we, we screwed up. It could be you. You could be right. But the problem, the, the thing I'm thinking is, when I looked up, that the huckle did not exist on the coffin. You remember those coffins? I mean, you could, a kid in yeah. shop class could make that an hour. I mean, right. it was kind of the funny shaped, you know, it was a pine box. It right. was nothing yet. They, they nailed the little... And actually, they said also a huckle could, could be also be referring to... Well, the huckle was, could also be referring to the last nail that is driven into the coffin. I found that also. Okay, I didn't, I didn't go that deep into it. Yep, um, yep. Where, where I where I got the information was what was one of those things that like um, the more you know or did you know I don't I can't remember if it was on TV or if it yeah. was on the internet I I don't remember it was several several years many years ago that I read that did you know that on Tombstone when he referred to I'll be your Huckleberry he was actually saying Huckleberry. Yeah. And that's what I was yeah. going off, and right after I talked to you last week, I got on the Internet, yeah. and I'm like, oh, my God, when is Steve on again? <laughs> i got to tell him, because I, I'm, I'm not going to say I'm 100% wrong, but I think yeah. that he actually did say Huckleberry now. After everything that I read, well, I you think know he what? said Huckleberry, which means I'm the one. I have closed caption on my TV, so I turned it on closed caption. It's being played like crazy right now. And when I watched it, it came back. It says, "I am your Huckleberry." I go, "Okay, okay. yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, okay." We'll we'll settle it. We'll settle with that. But there is a such thing as a Huckleberry. Yes, and there is yes. a such thing as a Huckleberry. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. You know what? Crow's not so bad. Just put a little bit of sweet baby rays on it. You'll like it. Hey, you 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 ever get up to <laughs> Northwest Kansas? Look us look us up. I'd love to. I'd love to. The, if we don't grass, have any kind of uh, any big twisters us. over that way, I'd, I'd love to meet up with you someday. Sounds good. All right, brother. Take it easy. All right. Take care. All right, bye. <laughs> Huckleberry. I, I like I'm your Huckleberry, but if it's Huckleberry, I definitely want to go with the right, right uh, the meaning there. But uh, that's good. that was a good call. It was a lot of fun. And like I said, I got right off the Internet here and boom, boom, started doing my research. And I said, hey, well, okay. And so there are no Huckles, latches on those coffins in the early and mid 1800. So, I, I gotta think it's probably more of a British thing here. I'm your Huckleberry, but uh, whatever, whatever. Uh, so we're marking uh, the 24th of February marks the two-year anniversary of the Russia-Ukraine war. I hate to call it an anniversary. Anniversary would be something I would think of of a good nature, something very positive, and you want to say, oh, it's an anniversary, kind of like your own anniversary. But this actually is an anniversary of war, and uh, not so that's such a good thing. But uh, it's interesting that uh, when I watched the Tucker Carlson interview, I have to agree clearly that uh, Putin clearly stated his, the other side of the coin here of, uh, of why Russia has invaded Ukraine. I, I thoroughly understand why they did what they did, that it was very threatening, first of all, that the possibility that NATO, of course, Still today, Ukraine wants to be a NATO nation and have NATO come in. And, of course, the United States owning and pretty much running NATO would certainly put military bases in that country, which would point weapons at Russia, which is very threatening. Very, very threatening. Uh, so I, I totally understand his case. And still, kudos and congratulations to Tucker Carlson for taking on this. <laughs> there you go. I love that little laugh. Taking on this... Uh, this venture here to actually interview Putin. Uh, pretty ballsy, pretty ballsy. But you know, it's interesting. I had to look back, and I got a, li a nice library of books here. And if I ever die, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put my books up for RBN to be uh, for donations to. Uh, Sam, so you got my word on that. My library is pretty extensive in books. But I have a book. I just looked over here, and I thought, wow, it's been a while since I read that. And it was a book and an interview done by Steven Spielberg, an interview with Vladimir Putin. It was called the Putin, the Putin Interviews, and it goes back a ways, I think in the 90s. And uh, the funny thing about it is, here, here we're seeing Tucker Carlson being crucified 
and they're going after him and trying to find ways to place sanctions on him and get him in trouble with the Espionage Act. It's not going to stick, man. It's not sticking. But you can look back, and Steven Spielberg did his little Putin interviews, and there was no blowback. Zero blowback for Steven Spielberg, who interviewed, interviewed Vladimir Putin. Zero blowback. I like to use that word, blowback. You know, that was a, that was a term that uh, John Stadmiller used to use all the time. Blowback, blowback, backside. You know why there's no blowback for Steven Spielberg? Well, it's quite obvious. He's in the club. He's in the club. Who controls the media? He's part of that group. He is in the club. So to mark the anniversary, of the second anniversary of the Russia-Ukraine war, what does the United States do? Hmm. Let's say, let's, let's do something. What can we do? Let's put 500 sanctions on the anniversary for the war and the death of a Putin rival and opposition leader, Alexei Navalny. Let's do that. Let's do that. That's what they decided to do on the anniversary. Probably steal a few more Russian billionaire yachts. Take it over on the high seas. Isn't that piracy? If you if you board a vessel, you're not supposed to board a vessel. You're not giving permission to board the vessel on the open seas. You're in the international waters, and you and the, the U.S. comes up with their destroyers or whatever, and boards your ship illegally. Isn't that piracy? Isn't that piracy? I do believe it is. Then to take possession of the yacht, it's piracy. Is that what you what what America has become now? Is that what America has become? A bunch of pirates, looting, taking what they want. Kind of looks that way. Kind of looks that way. You know, uh, Rivera and I've been talking the last couple of days. And we talk a lot. You know, he's out of the loop of doing a radio show, but he's very much in to finding out information and putting it on his website. So I I encourage you to go to whatreallyhappened.com to check out his website if you can help him out a little financially. That would be nice, too. I'm sure he'd, he'd appreciate that. But he threw something at me, and I have to say, you know what, Mike? I think you're on top of something here. I think you might have something here. He threw at me the possibility that the death of Alexei Navalny was nothing more than a CIA-carried-out contract killing to be used for benefit of the United States before placing the sanctions. Now, they've been going all along demonizing Russia, God, forever. If we didn't, if we didn't have a Cold War, they'd, they'd bring up a, a whole new war. What I was disappointed in a little bit on the Tucker Carlson interview with Vladimir Putin, it was a good question about the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. Of course, it's ridiculous to think that Putin would actually blow up his own oil and gas pipeline. That pretty much gives the resources to Europe. It'd be stupid to think, oh, yeah, that's what I'm see here. I, I make money off the pipeline here, so I'm going to blow up my pipeline. So I stop sending over natural gas and oil to Europe. Therefore, I don't have money to continue on my war. It's a stupid accusation. It, it means beyond stupid. It's moronic. That anyone in the government could actually speak these words that Putin blew up his own pipeline. Come on. You are a moron. I mean, you're flat out. You were a moron for, for – I don't know how anybody could actually work in this administration. Go on TV as a press in a press conference and uh, John Kirby, little pucker lips Kirby there, and tell everybody that Putin blew up his own pipeline. Well, we know that's not true. It doesn't pass the smell test. It uh, does not pass logic, the test of logic. It does not pass. You don't blow up your income. That keeps you going into the war. It, you don't do that. And it wasn't scuba divers, patriotic scuba divers from Ukraine, patty divers. They were down there and placing bombs and blowing up things. Nah, come on. As Putin said, who has the opportunity and who has the, the need to do so? Who has the opportunity and the resources to pull off a job like this? Who does? Three letters. Three letters. Begins with a C. CIA. You're damn right. 
Only the CIA could pull off something like this. It's their, it's their MO. It's their modus operandi. These people, that's what they do. They are not beholden to the U.S. Constitution. It's just a gosh darn piece of paper. We don't like a world leader. We assassinate them. Because we can. We're the CIA. I had a comment, a conversation with a friend the other day. I, I always wanted to believe that our intelligence agencies might be good guys. And maybe there were a few good guys. But I got to say that anybody who's still associated with the CIA or the FBI is no longer a good guy. Why does he keep doing it? Does, do they not understand that you're expendable also? Seal Team 6, man. Seal Team 6, the ones that took out Osama bin Laden. What an amazing thing. They all died in a, plane, in a, in a helicopter crash. Isn't that amazing? Huh. Dead men tell no lies. Dead men tell no lies. So if somebody in, in the FBI right now is listening to the show, I hope you... I hope you learn something. I hope you find a way back to being an agent who follows the rule of law, who believes in the Constitution, and it's not just a gosh darn piece of paper. The Constitution is a standing document. It is a standing document. It is not a living document. It does not change over time. This is not evolution on paper, in law. It is a standing document. And we need to return back to it. And we need our intelligence agencies to grow a pair, clean up their act, and follow the rule of law and the Constitution. And if you stay with them, you're just as, as guilty as the higher-ups who give you the commands. And I feel sorry for you. I feel sorry for you because you're not your own man. You're not your own man. You know right from wrong. We know right from wrong when we're children at a very young age. We know right from wrong at a very young age. You know it's not it's not good as a kid to, to go and kick somebody out of the sandbox, steal their lunch money. You know that. You've been taught by your parents not to steal, not to hurt other people. Somewhere along the way, I don't know what happens the morality, the ethics, I don't know. How does somebody grow up, raised the correct way by parents to care about humanity, and then later on decides to go against humanity? Well, they don't have Christ in their life. They got the devil, Satan. They are soulless people. Short commercial break. We'll be right back. Phone lines are open, 512-248-8252. I'm just getting started. to Republic Broadcasting Network. Real news, real talk, real people. Because you can handle the truth. My name is John. I'm the founder of Blackout Coffee. And I started uh, Blackout because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee. And after traveling so much to Europe, South America, and trying so many different coffees that were so good. And uh, every time I came back, uh, to the U.S., I was so disappointed with the coffee, so I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it, 
and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee. It's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. So it literally gets to consumer's house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee, you have to try ours. It's fresh roasted. It's one of the best beans that we can get. And you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10. Health Simple with Kalwara Shilaji. Fact bit number three. Shilaji is the supreme yoga vaha. Within Ayurveda, Shilaji is the singular substance that towers above all other herbs, herbal minerals, and earth made adaptogens. Yoga vaha refers to substances that have the ability to synergistically make better and carry other substances to its prescribed destination. In the case of Shilaji, most any herb, food, or mineral is amplified with ionic potential, superimposing superior efficacy with increased cellular energy and absorption rates. One of the best applications for Shilaji is to add a drop or two into your favorite herbal tincture and foodstuff. Simply put, Shilaji makes other substances more effective. Look for the gold mountain and medical symbol logo in banners on republicbroadcasting.org to watch the full video and see more information. Use code GORBN when ordering. That's G-O-R-B-N. From Stephen Bannon. Everybody knows Steve Bannon over there at uh, War Room. He's a show on Real America's Voice here. He made a comment. He said this many times over, many times over, and I keep waiting for somebody to grab him. Now, he's on appeal to go uh, to stay out of prison right now. He's supposed to be going to prison for, I think, six months. Six months in prison because of uh, defying the uh, the rulers, the, the, the makers of the of the January 6th committee here. Uh, he didn't uh, He didn't jump. He didn't go. He uh, executed his uh, executive privilege, basically saying executive privilege. Uh, there's. I have no reason to show up. I can cite executive privilege working for Donald Trump. And uh, I really don't have any reason to be here. I mean, you, can, you say insurrection uh, at the White House on January 6th. First of all, you don't have a case for any of that. You have nothing. You have nothing. You don't have the wordage. You don't have anything to say Donald Trump organized and carried out an insurrection. Again, like everything we're seeing right now, everything being thrown at Donald Trump is lawfare. Lawfare. Warfare, law, lawfare. Nothing sticks, really. But it's still, the system is so well orchestrated right now by all these corrupt individuals. I think that we got the, we have the one of the biggest, the largest blackmailing operations I think I've ever seen right now because people are keeping their mouths shut when they should be speaking out publicly and saying, this is wrong. This is illegal against the law, against the Constitution. We don't see it. So ask yourself, why do we not see people standing up and citing rule of law, this is illegal, and citing our Constitution? What, what is happening that people are silent? The only thing that makes sense is a major, major blackmail operation to shut people up. I think I think basically the Homeland Security over since the, the beginning of Homeland Security uh, Department there, that new act, my guess is that's what they were doing. They were grabbing the dirt from everybody they possibly could. They were finding the prominent people 
the people who make the decisions, who have the influence, and fighting the dirt. Kind of like Epstein here. Very similar to an Operation Epstein here. Maybe as we call that, Operation Epstein. Find the dirt. Find the things that can take you down and destroy you, and simply wave it over your head. Say, keep your mouth shut. You follow the agenda. You read the script as we give it to you. If you alter in any way, I will destroy you. Now, if there for some reason is a politician out there that might be honest and has no dirt, well, we have AI now, artificial intelligence, and we can simply put your head on something here, and we can have you doing a crime. And look, it's you. We have you doing a crime here. Here we have you uh, surfing the web here on pornography, and, uh, and maybe they'll use Vault 7, the CIA software, which... Uh, goes in the back door of your computer. Unfortunately, we all have a back door in our computers. Nothing is safe anymore. And simply use Vault 7 to place a bunch of child pornography on your computer. And then we get an anonymous tip, and we come and raid your house. We have a search warrant, and we find all these images of children on your computer. We got you now. You wouldn't shut up, and we decided to shut you up by using Vault 7. Hey, do you think it's going to happen? Do you think it has happened? I bet it's already happened. Now, I told my listeners, I'm going to tell you again now. I told my wife this. If anything happens and my computer's ever seized and taken away, and they said we had an anonymous tip, and for some reason there's images, it, not even one image, but if there's any images whatsoever, there wouldn't be because I wouldn't do that. They'll do this because they want to shut you up and shut me up. And I'll let it be known right now. I'm hey, I love kids in a different way. I love children. I'll do anything for children. I don't give a damn the color of the children. I work for the children. I've been fighting for kids for a long time, the abuse. And now I'm on the vaccine run here to stop them from being injured. Never harm a child. Anybody can harm a child deserves death. Deserves death. Sorry. I'm not going to be Christian about that. I'm not going to be Christian about that. If you can hurt a child, I think Jesus, Jesus even said, if you hurt a child, there's no forgiveness. <coughs> there's no forgiveness. You cannot harm a child. So I told my wife, hey, just in case, just in case, you never know. These people, they work in evil ways, and they find ways to shut people down and stop them from talking. And those are the bad agents I'm talking about, the bad guys. Anybody staying with these intelligence agencies that carries out these terrible things to, to uh, silence people and take them out are not good people. <clears throat> There's a special place in hell for you, by the way. A very special, special place. You'll be with your own kind. It's a very, very special place for you. That's what I wish for you. Well, we got some calls packing up here. Let's get to the calls here, and let's go to Massachusetts and talk to Neil. Welcome, Neil. Hi, Steve. Um... I kind of want you to, like, keep going, <laughs> but uh, this is going to sound a little, like, kind of not off-topic, but on-topic, but weird. Uh -huh. um, my my mom went to uh, Radcliffe, which uh, was Girls Harvard yep. back in the 60s, and uh, uh -huh. to this day, I, I get the magazine, I'm holding it, it's Harvard Magazine, and there was a lot of controversy the last couple of um last couple of months mm -hmm. and so um so i swear the first time in a long time where the words harvard are mm -hmm. red harvard is like the harvard crimson right and then yeah. mm -hmm. so uh it says that university challenged because it is and yeah. then the top two um and this is on the front cover uh president gay resigns dash Hating Harvard, and um, the uh, the picture is like it's this dark charcoal, dark cloud, dark um, like right outside of the um, Harvard Yard, mm -hmm. where where the bricks are hard, like the, the gates of Harvard Yard are usually like yeah. you know red. They're black. Mm -hmm. Everything is jet black. Yeah. And um, so that's uh, that's the front cover. Of the Harvard Magazine, March, uh -huh. April, 2024. I swear to you. Um, yeah. Now, what I'm getting, like, what I'm, 
what I'm really getting at is that, like, I think that these people are, like, not only on the ropes, but they're, I think they've, it's like a, when you watch a Tyson fight and, and like, when he hits, like, Holyfield for the first time and he gets knocked down and he's yeah. trying to get up, you know, and finish the fight. I, I think that Harvard is actually trying to, I, I think they're in the same boat. I think that, like, these people um, are trying really hard to, like, pretend that nothing went wrong. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think you're right. And, you know, they're losing they're losing a lot of money. And that's usually what changes people's behavior when you start losing a lot of money. They're losing donations. Foundations are shrinking up there. And, you know, I look at the, the Ivy League schools now, and I, we, I have a little association with the Ivy League schools. I didn't go to one. I went to Indiana University. But my sister got, uh, got a, a full ride scholarship to go to Stanford University. And I got to say, to be honest with you, those institutions of higher learning that everybody's praising, oh, my gosh, Stanford and Harvard and Yale – I gotta say they're way overrated. My my one of the biggest things that angered my father. One of the things that angered my father so much is that my daughter, my sister, grows up in a conservative family. Conservative family. She goes to Stanford and she comes out a bleeding heart liberal. <laughs> uh, well, we don't have much to talk about in our household, and if my sister's there, we like oh geez. You and your liberal ways there, you know, just stay in California, you know, don't, don't, uh, yeah, go down with the Titanic, I'm sorry, but uh, I have, I have very little respect for the Ivy League schools anymore, they are not what they are uh, told to be anymore, no longer the higher education, they're just indoctrination institutions of liberalism and wokeism now, and uh, it's it's sad, and, and to be honest with you, do you know that all the Ivy League schools could really be filled 100% by Asians because they're very smart people. They are very, they're intellectuals. Uh, they could simply fill up Harvard, Stanford, and Yale with Asians because they're very smart people. But then they, you know, that wouldn't be fair to everybody. We, we have to have a diversity plan. At first it was called uh, affirmative action. Now it's called diversity. But uh, you know, do we really get the best? Do we really get the best to come out of these institutions? No, we don't. We don't. And I don't know when they're going to finally learn that. When does a liberal really find out that liberal policies, being a liberal, really is not the best the best, uh, best political move? When do they find that out? When they're out there in the real world and they realize that they work hard and all their money's being taken away and given away in socialism programs and that their hard work is, uh, has not brought them up the ladder to success, that socialism has... Uh, may have helped somebody else uh, improve their quality of life, but it's brought down their quality of life. Maybe that's when they learn by the pocketbook themselves, the wallet, or having less money in their wallet. I don't know. Oh, you know, the, the way I see it, uh, I, I think um, the Titanic is going down, and Harvard, you know, all of them, Stanford, all the Ivy Leagues, the idea of like you know um, middle class or, or lower the middle class where um, oh I need my daughter to, to you know go to college like graduate high school and get you know a partial uh, scholarship and yeah. go to like you know Michigan State or yeah. Florida or you know pick, pick a mm -hmm. pick a university you know you name yeah. it. Yeah. I think those days are coming to an end because all the colleges all across the board are are kind of like whitewashing themselves into oblivion, like into like like the horse and buggies. They're like the horse and buggies of like education at this point. And nobody wants. You know what? I'm not going to take that. I, I'm going to. I'm going to read a book, and I'm going to learn about, you know, sewing, and I'm going to be the best embroiderer on planet Earth or whatever. Like, mm -hmm. or, or, you know, uh, be a mechanic or, or be um, a, a whatever. 
uh, be an electrician, learn a train, like be a plumber, et cetera, be a doctor, et cetera. I think think the university um, I, I think they are dead. That, yeah, I think so, too. Yeah, it used to look so good on a resume. You go into an office, a prestigious office, you know, and you interview, and you, sh- and then, oh, look, I'm a Stanford grad. He's a Stanford grad. Oh, my gosh. But, you know, what's funny is that because of the greedy corporations, that doesn't even look good on a resume anymore. It doesn't give me any more banking bucks because of the greed from the corporations. So you know what? You've got a degree uh, from Harvard or Stanford. I can get somebody a lot cheaper than you who's just as smart as you, maybe even smarter than you. And so when it comes down to cost, effectiveness, uh, they hire the guy from India at $50,000 versus the guy, the American, the U.S. Uh, graduate from an Ivy League school at $80,000. I'll, I'll hire the $50,000 guy. So you know what? It's not even working in your favor now coming out of an Ivy League school anymore. It doesn't work for you. And that's where we're at. And um, yep. hopefully uh, enough people start figuring out, uh, especially parents, whether, yep. you know, the daughter comes home from uh, from school with all sorts of, you know, uh, just all that other stuff's going on. Yeah. Like, we all have to come together and, and just... Say no to this you, you know what? You know what, Neil? I would hate to be a father in this day and age. I would hate to. My daughter's grown. She's mid-30s. I would hate, actually late 30s. I would be, I would not want to be a father today. Because your first year of school for most kids is not about school anymore. It's not about learning and education. It's discovering what? Freedom. It's discovering sex. It's discovering drugs. Your first year, that's why a lot of kids go five years. They don't go four years. They screw off the first year, have a lot of fun, because they get that freedom. It takes the dedicated student to actually finish his degree up in the specified time of four years. You get all these kids having fun. I want to go to college. Go to a party school. No, you're not going to, to, to school to party. You're going there to learn. It's called higher education. I would not want to be a parent today. I would not want to be a parent and sending my child off to school and if i did you don't get the grades you're you're coming back home and you can go to local local college here okay i'm not sending you and paying my hard good good money here to send you to have fun party your ass off and not bring home the grades it's higher education it's not a good return right now so that's that that stops that stops all right steve uh thanks so much you got it thanks for the call appreciate it Let's go out to California and talk to Greg in California. Welcome, Greg. Yes, Stephen, that's Gregory. Uh, oh, yeah. It says here on my I, sheet. It says on my thing, says Greg, but Gregory's fine, good. Good for it. Okay, thank you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I call it the higher institute. What's on your mind? Learning. What's on your mind, Gregory? Well, go ahead. I just. Uh, the reason why I called was because I heard you in such a uh, turmoil at the start of the show that uh, I wanted to convey upon you the uh, calming effects of deep breathing and to do that with your stomach <laughs> muscles in order to help strengthen your Gregory, back. Gregory, have you, have you been talking to my mom? Have you been talking to my mom? No, but I don't. My mom's, t- my mom's telling me to calm down. Don't be so worked up. It's not good for your health. Gregory. Well, deep breathing is actually good for it's time. It's time, man. It's time to get angry, Greg. Gregory, well, it's I time know. to get yeah. very angry. But you don't need to uh, You don't need to have a heart attack or a stroke. I'm not going to have a heart attack. I'm fine. It, I, the Lord's not going to take him any time soon. I've got so much work down here to do yet. It's not my time. It's not my time. Good man. Good man. Hey, uh, yeah, getting yeah. back to the uh, programming institutes, at, uh, yeah. the Pavlovian dog-type training that we all get to go through for 12 years if you're unfortunate enough to graduate high school. Fortunately for me, I, I didn't have to. And, uh, yeah, it was torture for the first, what, 10 years of being indoctrinated. It's... Yeah. Brutal. 
Yeah, I don't recommend it to anybody. Homeschooling is the only way to go as far as raising your children. And uh, I think that Greg, let me, to... Greg, let me ask you something. When did you finally figure out? When did you figure out yourself personally? I'm not sure your age, but when did you figure out that much of what you learned in school, especially in high school, when it comes down to history and things like that, how? When did you finally realize that you were lied to, and that it was indoctrination? A lot of it. When did you learn that? Did you learn it in high school, or did you learn it and no. figure it out in college? I read a lot out? of books. Read a lot of books. After uh, I think I, I spent like two months in the tenth grade, got to drop yeah. out, and but I loved reading, and so right. I, I started go. reading after that. But but then this Michael Gaddy guy that's on the RBN program, he had really blown blowing the history that we've all been taught right out of water because he, with his documentations and letters back and forth from the so-called founding fathers, and that's another thing. I, I want to get away from the Constitution and get back to the Articles of Confederation because they have never been uh, rescinded. They're still in place. And the Articles of Confederation is a far simpler and more, less government approach to our whole dilemma. Yeah. And, of course, mm -hmm. the Articles of Confederation brought us true to the end of the war with King George. Mm -hmm. The Constitution was... Well, you know, you're telling, me, you're telling me you like to read, and I, I'm, glad I, I'm glad you're telling me that you like to read, because uh, we all need to do a lot more reading, less TV, we need to do more research ourselves and find out it takes a lot of work. You know, my whole day is consumed with watching different networks, going on the Internet, going to Lou Rockwell, Breitbart, uh, Citizen Free Press, many others, uh, Real America's Voice, News of America, uh, and looking and working very hard to find out well, what's the real truth here because we're getting all this spin out there and we got a, a huge disinformation, misinformation system that's in place and doing a very good job at convincing people that of fallacies being the fact and truth, it's a, it takes a lot of work. Which brings me to the point of an old saying from from uh, Mark Twain: "The man who does not read has no advantage over the man who cannot read." So you need to read. We need to educate ourselves to find out really what the truth is. We can't. Uh, you know, I, I look at the government, Gregory. I look at the government like a cheating ex-wife. You screwed around, you got caught, and I ain't trusting you ever again. You're out of here. Well, and that's what that's how I feel about government. I really do. What's your definition of government first, so that I can have a clue as to what I'm well, talking about? Well, I, I mean, right? it, it's changed. It's changed now. The government now is a corporation. A corporation is what it is, and, it, and and what it does, it works for itself, and it uses corporations. So you have corporate fascism. But it's a, a government, a corporation that works for an entitlement for a certain class of people. It's not. It's not thinking about you and me. It only thinks about you and me when it comes finds. It looks for ways to find more taxation for to extract from you. That's all you're Penalties, really worth. More codes yep. and and more uh, administrative sections. law, more restrictive laws. You pay for exactly. this to do this now, and that's all you are to them. And when you're not needed anymore. And you've outlived your usefulness as you get up there in the upper years, and you extract more money from the system that you put into the system. They they look for ways to get rid of you. And they use they your your currency to kill you. <laughs> That's exactly, <what> <laughs> exactly. You get it. You understand it. Yes, you do. You're right. You got it. Hey, uh, you got it. Remember Network with Ned Beatty telling. You know, the, I do. The and you know what? I had a bit today I was talking about, it, and this one goes out to JR in Georgia. Uh, well, like I said, you need to reach down and grab your bootstraps, pull them up, dig your heels in, and get ready for the fight. Stop thinking about political correctness. Step on toes. Say what you have to say. Stand by what you say. And when you get smacked, you punch, okay? You smack me, I'm punching you, okay? I'm not, I'm not taking this anymore. That's why I've got this attitude today. I'm all fired up. Is because I'm tired of what I see. We you know, playing nice is not working. Playing nice is not working. 
when the other side is doing everything to take you down. Playing nice is not working. No. No, you don't want to be nice. You want to be <coughs> sharp as a snake and gentle as a dove, but you smack them really exactly. hard without them exactly. even knowing it. That's yep. a good way to combat yep. these evil. And, and, and I have to simplify things because I'm simple-minded. And it all boils down to evil and live, which is yeah. Yeah. spelled backwards, right? Spelled so, backwards, right? Spelled backwards, Which yeah. side mm-hmm. of the spectrum do you want to be on? The live yeah. one? Like, I'm taking breaths right now and exercising my gut just to keep my back in, in strength. Because if you got yeah. good gut muscles, your back's not going to hurt as much. Yeah. But you've, but, uh, you've heard that old saying. You've rather heard that old saying there. I'd rather stand with God and be judged by the world than stand with the world and be judged by God. There you go. That pretty much. I, I don't that pretty much that. says that it all right great. there. That says it all right there. That says it all right, right there. there. Right. But right I don't there. like to use the word God because it's on every single slave shekel and token. All right. Okay. Let's rewind it. I'd rather stand on the side of right and truth. Yeah, truth and love of truth for because yeah. that's going to set go. me free. That's there that's the way I want to be. You're a good man, Charlie Brown. You're a good man. You too, my Keep friend. Keep up the fight. Keep up be the well. fight. All right. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. I don't Thank think we get this. Well, we might get this last little call in, and maybe not. Let's start it, and we'll go back to him. Ed in Chicago, welcome to the show. Hello. Hello, Ed. Hello. Can you hear me, Steve? I hear you fine. What's on your mind? We may take oh, you to the break, so hey. go ahead and start, and we'll probably bring you bring you back after the break. Oh. Okay, what's on your mind? Go ahead and start. Yeah, no, I, I you were talking about daughters, college, and all that, and I, I got a <laughs> real cute story. My daughter is like, she's 30 years okay, old. Okay, tell, tell you what, Ed. Hold that story. I can't wait for it. Second hour is coming up off the beat path. Stay tuned. Sick of censorship? TLB Talk is the cure. TLB stands for truth, liberty, and balance. We are the newest and most unique social media platform to hit the internet. We were built out of necessity because Big Tech, Big Pharma, and Big Brother are out of control. The only thing bigger than them is when we the people are united. With that vision, TLB Talk was born. Our battlefield is in cyberspace. The battle we're in can be won by clicks of buttons and voting with your wallet. TLB Talk has no hidden agendas, no corporate funding, and we do not sell, trade, or give away any of your information. Our platform runs off of generous donations of members and merchandise profits. So please, check out our site. It's the best around. And be sure to stop by our store. It's loaded with items that'll have you feeling a sense of member pride and victory. Come unite with us today at TLBTalk.com and join the social media revolution. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. 